Oi, oi, and welcome to the Orient Outlook podcast with myself, Steve Nussbaum. And this week, my good friend, Paul Levy, is celebrating the Jewish New Year. So I'm joined by another sound staff stand chum, flowering legend. It's the one and only Mr. John McIntyre. Welcome back to the pod, John. How you been, mate? Yeah, good, mate. Yeah, good to, good to be back on here after a little while. Well, you say a little while. I think last time we had you on, it was the season finale, which I think we all agreed that last season was a bit of a letdown after such a great start, but quite a positive ending to last season. I think we were all looking forward to the new season beginning, all fairly excited about Richie Wellen. So let's get your thoughts on the season so far, John. It's been an unbelievable uh, start for the Orient. I mean, what are your thoughts on it? Um, yeah, I, I thought we were going to do well but with the signings that we got. I thought we would have a good chance of at least being in the top seven early doors. But to be top of the league with with uh, 28 points, is it? I think uh, is above everyone's expectation. Um, so it couldn't go any better. I think like going forward, um, they've just got to build on it. They've got a great platform uh, and something to build on now to push on to the sort of next third of the season. And has anyone caught your eye as such? I mean, there's been so many great performances and standouts. Is there anyone who's really, for you, is, is your player this season so far? From what I've seen, because I haven't managed to get to a game yet, so I've just been watching <laughs> like either on stream or, um, or highlights. Um, obviously, Moncur and Paul Smith, I thought, have been really good. And obviously, Viggs as well. Um, so they're the three that have really stuck out for me. Um, and now, also, we've got Theo back as well. I think he's going to have a big part to play because we've missed him the last couple of weeks. And expectations, John, rest of the season, as we sit here tonight, 10 games in, I think everyone's getting really excited. I mean, we're breaking records left, right and centre. It's been a great a great week. Do you think we can we can keep this up? Do you expect us to be up there at the end of the season? I expect us to be up there. I had a bet. So I've, I've, had, a bet for top, <laughs> I've had a bet for top three. So I'm hoping, keeping everything crossed. Um, but I'm sure there'll be some bumps in the road, like good old Orient, there always is. But hopefully we'll uh, be out to overcome quickly this time and uh, and we'll be right up there at the end. So like I said, John is joining me throughout this episode, episode 294. Just a massive thank you uh, quickly to Nigel Travis and Brian Berger for coming on last week's podcast. Hope everyone uh, enjoyed that. As always, we'll start with a sponsorship update. So the Orient Outlook podcast is sponsored by Town & Country Harlow estate agents who are run by two season ticket holders as well as O's fans and along with the podcast have already helped dozens of people move home and the best bit is they offer all Orient fans and staff a discount from their already competitive fee. So if you're thinking of selling your property or curious as to its value, you can save yourself a few hundred quid. Keep it in your Orient family by giving them a call on 01279 Double eight three triple four, or you can call them on zero seven five two eight four seven one four nine seven. Or if you want to reach out to them on social media, you can do so by going to Twitter and searching for T and C Harlow, or by giving Charlie a message. You can find Charlie at Charlie underscore Paul P O L E and Town and Country. Don't just sell houses and change lives, Mister McIntyre. You want to go for the supports club update? Yeah. So. Um... We travelled to Doncaster on Saturday the 8th of October for a 3pm kickoff. Departure time for this one's 8.30 and will cost £40 for adults. Concessions 37 and children um, will be under 16 to be £20. And remember folks, for these prices does not include your match day ticket and there's a £3 surcharge for non-members. To book 
uh, for any of the other trips at um, Supporters Club on a match day, or call the travel line 07507-539-579. Great stuff. Great work from the Supporters Club. As always, quite a lot of AOB uh, to go through before we go through the week that was. Firstly, we send our condolences to former O's manager Fabio Liverani after his wife passed away this week. I mean, they were childhood sweethearts and she leaves behind two children as well. Very, very sad news um, from Italy uh, there. So we send our best to Fabio uh, in really sad news. Also, we say congratulations uh, from us on Outlook Podcast Towers to O's fan Chris Wood as he welcomed grandson Spencer into the world on Wednesday, 21st September. And he might be a lucky omen as his older brother was born in March 2019 and that was the last season the O's got promoted. So hopefully another promotion to go along with the baby there, Chris. Good to hear <laughs> mother and baby are doing well and it's always good to hear about a new O's fan into the world. So congratulations to you and the family. Also for this week's AOB, one of our South Stand chums, Michael Ingle, is running the London Marathon next Sunday on the 2nd of October. John, you want to give a, a bit of a context to, to Michael's journey? Yeah, so he says, I previously ran the marathon in 2018 with my neighbour who, who lost his daughter to meningitis. This time I'm running for my six-year-old son, Chester, who has autism. Chester is a non-verbal and struggles um, with sensory issues which impact his life immensely. The National Autistic Society provides support and services for children like Chester throughout their life. Great stuff. So Michael is running the London Marathon for the National Autistic Society. If you want to donate, if you've got any spare change and feel like donating to Michael's journey, you can do so uh, via Mike's Just Given page. Just go into the search icon and search for Michael Ingle. And Mike, we wish you the best of luck for Sunday. Running the London Marathon is no mean feat at all. So well done to that one. And some more good news uh, that we found out uh, just before we started recording. Yeah, and finally, congratulations to former Leighton Orient CEO Danny Macklin, who earlier today announced that he and his wife are expecting their third child. Congrats, Danny. Yeah, so some really uh, great news there in AOB, as long with our condolences, like we said. So the week that was in, so we last recorded the podcast on Bank Holiday Monday, 19th of September. So let's go into Tahuay Tuesday, the 20th of September, where we face Sutton United at home in the Papa John's Trophy. The team was announced with Sam Sargent in goal, Jordan Brown, Shad Ogie, Dan Prattley and Jaden Sweeney in defence, with Craig Clay, Stephen Duke McKenna, and Theo Archibald making midfield with Aaron Joanne and Ralph Satoriu and Jaden Rerum up top. On the bench, we had Byrne, James Wood, El Mazzuni, Abirio, Smith and Kelman. Yeah, and this meant there were eight changes for the side who beat Walsall at the weekend. Your views on that, John? Were you surprised when you saw that side? So not much? Not really, because he, he did indicate in the interview, didn't he, after the Walsall game that he was going to make some changes... Um, but leave a few in who sort of needed minutes under their belt. So not not particularly uh, uh, surprised by that one. I think when I first saw that, it seemed like an awful lot of midfielders and not many defenders. Yeah. And you were trying to work out who was going to play where. So Brown, right back, Prattley as a centre-back. But I think it shows the depth we've now got. I think we were talking before we started recording about January and how disappointing January was. And you skip forward, what, seven, eight months. And there's competition for places everywhere and they're quite adaptable Squad, yeah, I think that's what Richie likes. He likes to have plenty of options um, and players who can play in more than one position, but who are, who have got a core strength in one, but can yeah. play in others. 
So I think that um, is really helping us a lot, actually, at the moment, especially with a few injuries that we've had lately. Yeah, I think big chance there for some of the players as well. I think Wareham has obviously spoken a good game and making his first start. Satiriu, who season hasn't really got going. Archibald suffered an injury, so hasn't featured as much. Drynan as well, who yep. I think we all thought would be our first choice, and obviously he's not played much football. So some big opportunities there for mm. some for some players. We had a lot of tweets when the team was announced. Alexander, J Rose, one, said, would have brought in Abirio instead of Prattley, but by that, it's the exact team I would have picked. Yeah, at Orient Fan TV. Even though Richie said he would like a cup run, I think his main focus is the league. Plus, with a long trip away to Barrow on Saturday, players are always going to be rested. Pleased to see Wareham and Duke McKenna get a start. It'll be interesting to see how they get on. Yeah, good point there. Gorillas 1985 to so clearly Wood is not at Richie Wellens' standard. Midfielders playing in defence and Wood is on the bench. Who cares if we win against Barrow on Saturday? I meant to say, but who cares if we win against Barrow on Saturday so like all Papa John's Trophy matches we're only going to cover this very briefly so take it away yeah. Mr Macca so the O's took the lead as Jaden Wareham scored five minutes into his debut as Real Saturio made, made and got into uh, Sutton's area and the ball came to Jaden who with one of his first touches in an Orient shirt finished clinically past house and four minutes later Wareham got his second in an Orient shirt as a neat layoff from Dryden and saw Wareham again finish well past house to make it 2 0. Yeah, it turned out to be a bit of a cracking game this one. Two minutes later, Sutton pulled a goal back through Kawazi following a defensive hesitation between Sergeant and Shadogi. Lips 2 1. Then Stephen Duke McKenna picked up an injury and had to come off. So on came Idris El Mazzuni in the 21st minute. And we had a few decent efforts throughout the half. Archibald went close, Craig Clay at the bar, Jaden Wareham went close to getting his hat trick as the first half finished. 2-1 to the Orient. Yeah, it was a shame Duke McKenna picked up that injury because we didn't get a chance to really see him that Not much. much did we? Yeah, yeah. Missed, missed opportunity there for him, which is a real shame for him, really. Yeah, absolutely. Casey Adams tweeted us at half-time. Casey Adams, LOFC, said, this is our second team and I believe this team could easily hold their own league too. What a squad. Yeah. And the second half kicked off with no sub for the O's. And in the 59th minute, Will Soturio was booked for a London Kouassi. Yeah, and then Tom James was in the right place at the right time in the 62nd minute as he blocked a goal-bound effort. And in the 70th minute, Paul Smith and Charlie Kelman came on as off went Will Soturio and Aaron Drynan. Yeah, chances followed for both teams. But in the 89th minute, Eastman was sent off for Sutton for his second yellow card for a foul on Paul Smith. As four minutes of added time, additional time were played, and to wrap things up from the resulting free kick, Tom James scored an absolute stunner from 30 yards out to make it 3-1, which was how the game finished. And that was like Ronaldo-esque, that was. Beautiful hit, hit so cleanly into the top bin. So Paul Terry spoke to the press after that interview is on YouTube. Paul said Jaden has been chomping at the bit to get in the squad and tonight he got his chance and he took it really well so we'll give our views on that one I mean I think Richie would be very pleased with it, with that performance good win against Sutton who aren't you know no easy pushovers yeah. they like this competition good game time for lots of squad players Jaden Rerum took his goals beautifully I mean if they were league goals we'd be talking about them a lot more but it took both beautifully well it took them really cleanly yeah I think I think this competition is actually quite important because it's really going to give those players who are not getting game minutes so that if we do pick up injuries through the season, they're not going to be so rusty. So I think like this game now against Chelsea under 23 is going to be massive. Because I think if we can continue through that and those players can keep getting min- more minutes yeah. in the midweek games, then it can only be good for us. Yeah, great point. Well made there. I think, you know, 
giving ourselves a chance now to get out of the group. And like you said, I think the Chelsea under-23 game will be the crunch game. Mm. If we win that, then we'll get six out of nine and get out of the group and yeah. then we'll see where we end up. But yeah, really, really, Plymouth. really happy with that. Plymouth away on a Tuesday. Yeah, <laughs> you called it. I mean, you got any other, view, other views on that one? Um, no, we just, just I think it, it was good to see we carried on the good work. And like, even though we had a different team, it didn't, you didn't notice it. They're still playing some good football, creating plenty of chances. And to be fair, to fair play to Sutton, they played pretty well as well. So, all in all, good game. Yeah, really good to get some points on the board. We had a few tweets after this one. So, like we say every week, just because we read them does not mean we agree with them. Matty LOFC Evans said, you're on express, goes steaming on. <laughs> yeah, at Patrick, one flood. To beat them conf- as convincing as that with the second 11 says it all. Yeah, good point. Richie J. Bourne said, Jaden Wareham may have played himself into the team for Saturday, replacing Morel. At Chris Cow too. Whilst there was a lot of changes, more, exper- more experienced players, bar Wareham, filled, filled in and the bench was very strong. Good minutes for Theo, Craig and Danny too. Yeah, it's like you said, isn't it? The more football they play, the better they'll yeah. get. They'll be ready. Dan Alton, 2590, said, First half was a great watch. Looked like we were going to score every time we went forward. Sutton nullified us a bit in the second half, but we were still very good value for the win. Wareham with two excellent finishes and James doesn't score tappings. Shame about Duke McKenna. I joked last week that Tom James needed to pull his finger out and score a goal to get his goal of the season competition for himself for September. Yeah, it's three now, isn't it? <laughs> and I, I dare say that that free kick will win the September goal of the 100%. month. What a player. I know. Ridiculous. <laughs> At Steve Chaplin 4, didn't really get out of second gear and did what we had to. Most entertaining part of the game was listening to the Sutton manager trying to get them to press from our goal kicks with limited success. <laughs> <laughs> Samuel, LOFC, so the winning habit is a good habit to have. Wellings is definitely going to have a selection headache with certain players. Yeah, and me, Baker 201, another win. Who are we? Loving it. Crazy, yeah. Final word for Sutton goes to LDP King, who said, some will say this was only the JPT, but tonight, everything that is going on behind the scenes was put in front of us. I call that the Wellens way. Some very special was growing game by game. Style of play, game management, quality, goals, heart, passion, desire. Uh, Orient. I mean, that's a great tweet there. Thanks yeah. for sending that one. That sounds like it could be a commercial to buy a last season <laughs> ticket. Great stuff there. They so might use that for next season. Possibly, yeah. yeah copyright to LDP King. <laughs> Hope so. Fingers <laughs> crossed. So time to talk about the Carol Langley Flores Prediction League. So before we talk about the Prediction League, obviously Carol Langley, head honcho there. We mention it every week, but let's get you to talk about it, John. So do you want to give us a rundown of Carol Langley, what they're about, what they offer and the competitive price that, that you offer? Yeah, sure. So so we're a local, uh, local business, uh, flower shop in Station Road in Chinkford. The shop's been there for over 60 years. Wow. Um, we've had it for 22 years and have sort of slowly built it up and um, serving the local community there. It's a brilliant high street where it's very well supported in the high street there um, by the locals. Um, and we also do interflora deliveries all over the country, all over the world. Um, we got we do our own website at carolangley.co.uk, which we plug on here each week. Um, and we're doing a really good deal for Orient fans and staff and listeners uh, for this season. So we're do, doing fifteen percent off all of um, all of our flowers every occasion you want, funerals, weddings, events, anything. Um, so when it comes to the big things like weddings, you can really save yourself a lot of money. Um, so we're yeah, 
we're really pleased with how things are going. We've had plenty of Orient fans already using us um, and hoping to get some more. So if you if you want, um, if you need any flowers for any occasions whatsoever, if you're planning a wedding or a birthday event or anything like that, you can jump on us and go onto the, um, onto the social medias at Carol Langley E4, at Essex Biz on my Twitter, on Instagram at Carol Langley Florist, and on Facebook at Carol Langley Florist as well. So plenty of ways to reach yeah, yeah. you. Phone number as well? Yes, yeah, 0208 529 4130. And um, we had someone come in actually the other day, it was quite mad. And it was an old guy and he'd lost his wife. So he came in to book the funeral flowers and he bought in a, a receipt of his wedding from, oh, really? 19, from 1951 from our shop. Wow. Yeah, it was absolutely amazing. Couldn't believe it. That's crazy. Yeah. So that shows he's been there doing my mass. 70. Years. 72 years. Oh, 72, wow. No, 71 years, yeah. Phenomenal. Yeah, so. Phenomenal. So if you need flowers, don't look anywhere else other than Carol Langley Florist. Great service. Me and Paul have used them many a time and a great deal for Orient fans. Like John said, 15% off something like a wedding or a bar mitzvah or anything is a big, big saving. So make sure to get in touch with John and the team. So quite a lot of correct predictions. Parksy1881 at Lissimore underscore Ian. Grunt the postie. All predicted 3-1 and got three points. Kevin Cowden predicted 3-1 and a scorer. He got four points. And Jack Char, 5-0-0-4-1-5-5-9. And Bradwell Malloy predicted 3-1 and both predicted a wear and double. So they got five points. So That's good going. Phenomenal. That Jack uh, also predicted 5-0 to Oxford in the Papa John's <laughs> Trophy. So he's taking some huge points in the Papa John's Trophy. So a top of the Prediction League table update will follow at the end of this episode. Yeah, so Wednesday the 21st of September was a quiet day with no news to report. Yeah, so Thursday the 22nd September, the club announced due to the international break, the upcoming game away to Barrow would be available for streaming for UK viewers as well as international viewers. So some great news there from yeah, people who wanted to watch the game on Saturday. Yeah, that would have pulled a few more in. Absolutely, yeah, decent. So Friday the 23rd of September, another quiet day, but it was a happy 25th birthday to Sam Sargent. Yeah, I think we were talking about Sam before we started recording. I still think of Sam as being quite a young keeper just because he broke in when he's so young. But he's 25 now, so time to push on. But like we were saying, Viggs has got to be best keeper in League 2, probably best in League 1 or up there at League 1. So very hard for Sam to to get much first-team action, which I guess why Papa John is so so important, like you said. Yeah, I think it's massive for him um, because they're not going to send him out on loan because they need him as the as the reserve keeper. So the Papa John's games are going to be really important for him, um, but to be honest with you, I think he's going to have to he, he's going to have to decide what he's going to do at the end of this season, because with Vicks there, he's not going to get a look in unless there's an injury. So I think it's a big season for him now, um, and hopefully they'll go far in the Papa, John, Papa John's here, get some games under his belt, and yeah. I think he needs to get seen and probably move on really. Unfortunately. Yeah. We'll see how the season progresses for Sam. So going on into Saturday, 24th of September, the Young O's were in action away to Cambridge United. They took the lead on the half-hour mark after Mackay pinged the ball into Pegram, who squared it across goal, and Nello tapped it in to make it 1-0. And despite chances for both teams, that's how the match finished as the Elves held on to get the 1-0 victory. So well done to the Young O's. Yeah, and then in the afternoon, it was the main event away to Barrow. Before the game, we ran a Twitter poll to find out how how you thought the O's would get on. And in 
uh, in this one, sorry, and after 268 votes, uh, the vote is as follows. 11% for the loss, 39 for the draw, and a massive 50% for the win. As, as, oh, sorry. <laughs> as always, thanks to everyone who votes. Yeah, so still a high percentage of Orient voters for the win, but a less confident fan base than what we have been with more people thinking we would draw than recently. So, team announced at 2 o'clock, Vigaru in goal. Jordan Brown right back, Omar Beckles and Dan Happy centre backs, Jaden Sweeney left back, midfield of Idris El Mazzuni, Dan Prattley and George Moncur, and up top Theo Archibald, Paul Smith and Charlie Kelman. On the bench, Sam Sargent, Shad Ogie, Craig Clay, Iberio, Jaden Wareham, Ralph Satiriu, and Aaron Drynham. Yeah, and that meant there were two changes for the O's from the last league game as Tom James was out with a knock and replaced at right back by Jordan Brown, and Theo Archibald started in place. Will Satoru dropped to the bench. Yeah, I think when I saw that team announced, I was fairly happy with that. Um, I thought James was suspended anyway because we last week we said he had got four bookings and he got booked on Tuesday, which was a fifth booking. So I didn't think James was going to play anyway. Um, but still, a very strong team. Lots of attacking options on that bench. You've got Abirio, Wareham, Satoru, and Drynan. So all yeah. of those can change games as well as having Ogie and Clay, like who are very reliable at this level. So. That's a really strong team, not to mention the injuries, like you said, Duke McKenna, Adam Thompson, still some players missing from that as well. Yeah. So really quality stuff for the team. As we, as we said earlier, I think that's that's the standout this season. You can have one or two out and you won't even notice. You know, like we've got good replacements to come in who will go in and do a job and be just as good as that person they've replaced. Yeah, amazing to see really. A lot of tweets came in to us once that team was announced. PM three one nine seven zero. It's a bit of a blow with no Tom James, although Jordan Brown played well right back at Crawley last season. Yeah, at Orient Liam, strongest team based on the players available at the moment. Nothing serious for James. Yeah, Orient it is. A disappointed hunt isn't fit yet. And I thought Ogie had done enough last week to be selected. Ogie's an interesting point I always find, because Ogie done so well last season. Obviously gets sent off at the back end of the season. Happy comes in. Uh, and Ogie just cannot get back into that team. Happy's had such a great season so far. He can't get back in. And it, again, they're obviously pushing each other to, to be better. So I'd love to see it. Well, when you think, how many clean sheets have we got? Eight? Eight clean sheets, I think, something like that. Maybe, yeah. You're not going to change the back line unless you're forced Absolutely, to. Absolutely, yeah. That's for sure. So, at Len Chin Chin 1, surprise Wareham starts on the bench. A strong bench will be a hard game to win and we'll miss Tom James. Hoping to get an early goal. Please, no silly giveaways as Josh Gordon is dangerous. Three points, please, but we'll take one. Yeah, so thanks for everyone who tweeted pre-match. So the match did kick off with second place Barrow taking on our league leading O's. In the third minute, Josh K broke into the area, went down under pressure, referee having none of it, waves play on. Yeah, on 11 minutes, Omar Beckles made a big interception from a Whitfield ball across the box. Yeah, 15th minute, Lawrence Vigaru had to stretch out a late leg to deny Tyrell Warren's effort at the near post. I think it's fair to say, first 15-20, they came at us straight away. Like I think we probably knew they would. Had to weather the storm a bit and get over that and get back in the game. But, you know... No, Good team they're playing well at the moment, Barrow. I think that was always going to be the case. Yeah, definitely, especially in front of their home crowd. The home crowd are up for it because they're playing the top of the table as well and probably expectations are yeah. high. Um, but at the same time, like Viggs hasn't really had to do anything for all that pressure that they did have. They didn't actually force too much, really. It was good play in our third, 
but without creating that much. And our defenders playing well, making the right choices, the right blocks yeah. at the right time as well, which has been the story of most of the season so far. Yeah, no, that's it, exactly. So in 30 minutes, Darren Prattley was booked for an off-the-ball incident. And the O's took the lead in the 36th minute as a great driving run forward from Phil Archibald on the left. So he crossed the ball low, cross got deflected, but fell into Paul Smith. He trapped the ball, shifted it onto his left foot, hit a lovely shot into the bottom corner of the net, past the diving farmer, and to make it 1-0 to the Orient as Smith got his fourth goal of the season. Got to say, he's taken that very well. Paul Smith, what a revelation. This time last year, me and Paul were sitting here going, who is this guy? Big paid money for him, he's injured again. Not doing anything. What a turnaround in that bloke's running career the last yeah. six months. Absolute quality. But it was the having the pre-season. And even though he still got injured in the pre-season. Yeah, he did. <laughs> but then since that, Richie's learned to manage him really well. And I think Richie's really managed his minutes well in the games. He knows when to take him off. Yeah. You know, and then he, but he doesn't have to worry because he knows he's got reinforcements on the bench or do just, just a good, good a job, as we said earlier. So I think that is the biggest key with him. You've got to manage him because we all know how injury prone he is. So that's the massive thing for us. Having an absolutely superb season. So great to see us take the lead. In the 41st minute, K half volleyed over from near the penalty spot. Yeah, and in the 42nd minute, Charlie Kelman had a shot from a tight angle, but ex-O's lonely, George Ray got his body in the way. Didn't even know George Ray was at Barrow, but fair play. He's obviously no. found, gone there doing well. Two minutes of additional time were played. No further action to talk about as the referee brought the first half to a close with the O's leading 1-0. Yeah, at Orient Fan TV, the half-time review, uh, Barrow probably shaded the first half, but quality from Smith to give us the lead. Need more control in the midfield, but always look dangerous in the tra attacking transitions. So the attendance was announced at 4,629, with 258 away fans making the journey. You've got to say, well played to those yeah. fans, Barrow. That's a cracking effort. That is a long old slap. Yeah. <laughs> Very far, so especially on the train, some obscene prices and timetables going on there. So well done to everyone who made the journey. I think that was a big, big attendance for Barrow as well. Obviously yeah, they're massive, doing yeah. well and you know they've got some big big teams here then. So the second half kicked off with no subs for Yos, and in the 49th minute, Dan Happy made a great tackle to stop Whitfield. Yeah, and a minute later in the 50th, the O's appealed for a penalty as Paul Smith's gal-bound effort looked to have hit an arm, but the referee gave a corner from which Jordan Brown drove an effort towards goal, which was deflected away. Yeah, 54th minute, then Craig Clay came on for Dan Prattley as Omar Beckles was given the captain's armband. I think Richie said in his post-match that he'd already been booked Prattley, mm. and it was quite a physical game, so they didn't want Prattley obviously getting sent off, yeah. making the, you know, where he might have made a late challenge or ref might have been conned into giving him a second. So, again, I've spoken a lot about game management over the past couple of weeks and yeah. another example of that, just being being clever and the quality on, on the bench where you can bring a player like Craig Clay on yeah. who you know is reliable makes makes that much easier. Yeah, he's done a great job when he came on as well. Again in the 54th, Harrison Neal's flick header through past the far post for the hosts. Yeah, 56 minute. George Monker almost made it 2-0. He had a volley, just went past the far post. And in 62nd minute, minute, Omar Beckles headed a Paul Smith corner over the bar. Yeah, four minutes later, 66 minutes, second change for the O's as Aaron Dryden came on and replaced Charlie Kelman. Again, quality sub to bring on. Dryden coming on for Kelman. You know Dryden's going to press and give you everything going forward that Kelman gives you. So again, just another great example of the depth of the squad. Yeah. And 68th minute, Farmer made a great reactionary save from a flick Paul Smith header. Yeah, would have been a great goal out. Yeah. Unlucky there not to see that one go in. And 73rd minute, final change for the O's as Royal Satuyu came on for Paul Smith. 
Yeah, and in the 75th minute, the O's made it 2-0 as well. Soterio got in the Barrow box, lost possession, and El Mazuzzi picked up the ball from around 25 yards out, and his low shot beat the diving fireman and went into the bottom of the corner of the net as our Tunisian midfielder Maestro scored his first goal for the O's. Great hit. I mean, what an impact he's made on Mazzuni. Like I think when we signed him, no one was that excited. People were like, okay, he's you know squad player Ipswich, not heard of him before, but he's been an absolutely phenomenal player. I think he's been compared to Dawson and Vince Lowe. Like I was saying to you, he just knows where to be in the right time and the right place. And lovely to see him get his first on goal. Great celebration yeah. as well. Apparently, apparently that was his first goal in 18 months as well. So I can only give him confidence going forward. Oh, absolutely, yeah. And he's got, you know, I've not seen him shoot often, but great to see him get the goal. And I think yeah. it's probably good to call out Satiru as well when the build-up of that, because his legs are everywhere. Defenders don't really know what to do when he's around. And Satiru was getting quite a lot of flack, but he was involved in the goal against Sutton, the first goal. And he was involved in the goal yesterday, being a bit of a menace. And the defence can't really get the ball off him. And it comes out to... You know, Wareham on Tuesday, comes out to Elmiz uh, on Saturday. So Satiru, even though not scoring, is around the goal. So He's doing exactly what Wishy wants him to do. Come on and make an impact. You know, get in the box, be a tr- be troublesome. And he, although he, he's not actually getting getting many goals, he's bringing other people into it and laying, laying balls off for him to score, like he, with Elmazuzi. So. Yeah, so... Good to see. 81st minute and Gordon sliced the volley wide for Barrow and then Dan Happy was booked up after the ball went out of play. Yeah, in the 86th minute, Theo Archibald picked up his standard late booking. Another booking for Theo. <laughs> yeah, no, they, they were saying on... Um, Dave was quite worried after that about him uh, getting sent off. They were sort of wondering whether they should have taken him off before because he was getting a few niggles few uh, few bad fouls against him trying and to wind re- him up reacted. yeah people were try- really trying to wind him up and get a reaction out of him but it wasn't Theo who got sent off as a minute later Josh Kay was giving his marching orders there was an off the ball incident with Archibald and they were down to 10 men I'd love to see it I think Archibald's got a little bit of a, something about him where he can antagonise opposition players yeah. but game management again isn't it it's funny, you couldn't really see what happened in the video, couldn't you? <laughs> like, Out of shot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> no, great stuff. Eight minutes of time were added on. In the 93rd minute, Neil made a recovery to deny George Moncur. Two minutes later, Rurel had an effort which went just wide. Yeah, and in the 97th minute, Jordan Brown got a booking for kicking the ball away. And with no more action to talk about, the ref blew his final whistle as the O's made it nine league wins from ten to take all three points back to East London with a 2-0 win. Fantastic. So Dave Victor spoke to Richie after the match. This interview is available on YouTube. We're going to play the first minute, five seconds of it, because Richie summed up the game uh, really well. So here's what Richie had to say to Dave at full time. Team of men 
real good decisions, real professional away performance, deserve the 2-0 win. I thought second half, I was proud to stand on the sideline with them lads and especially from the, you know, these had a good crowd but for 258 supporters to travel, you know, prices of trains and what have you, which is an absolute disgrace at the moment. Um, you know, brilliant, I'm, I'm pleased for them obviously, I hope they, they enjoy the weekend because they deserve it. 258 to come up here on, is fantastic. So that was Richie talking to Dave Victor after the match. The full interview is available on YouTube. Thanks as always, Dave, for sending that interview over. I mean, I've got, I love Richie's post-match interviews. He's always calm, cool, collected and very honest as well. So I always enjoy listening to what Richie's got to say. Yeah, yeah, he's he's great. He's up front. Uh, he says exactly what he thinks. And I don't think he hides anything. And um, that's what we all want. We want to know what he's thinking. And um, long may it continue. Yeah, hopefully it does. So league table in that win means the O's are top, still top of League Two. Play ten, one nine, drawn one, lost zero, twenty eight points, and a goal difference of plus fourteen. I think a few stats to note that we pointed out uh, over the weekend. Yes, uh, Leighton Orient have amassed twenty eight points after ten Skybet League Two games this season. One nine and drawn one a new record for the fourth tier of English football. Amazing. So setting records and also noted stat has gone quite widely reported over the weekend that the O's have only been behind for three minutes out of 900 minutes of football in the league this season. I think I was expecting us to be up there, but I wasn't expecting nine wins out of ten and to be behind for three minutes only. Don't forget the injury time as well, so it's more than 900. <laughs> <laughs> it is. I mean, you know, I think a lot of people made a big fact that the fact we aren't playing, uh, haven't hit our peak level yet, and the teams we've played have been poor. But I think we've actually played some pretty decent teams so far. We've played Tranmere, we've played Mansfield, played Barrow. I thought Grimsby looked all right when we played them. We've played Swindon away. It's not like we've played the teams that are all down the bottom half of the no. table. We've played some teams who I think will be up there, and there's obviously still some big teams to play. And at one point, we are going to lose a game. I don't think we'll go invincible. However, I I think the start's been a phenomenal start to the season. You're running out of pluses, aren't you? Never <laughs> run out of pluses on this podcast. I mean, we've been doing this for too long. But, you know, for my views, another win, getting the job done. Again, riding the early storm, seeing it out, getting the goal and managing it well and getting the second. I think... You know, it's just those little bits of quality that see us through. Paul, ball runs to Smith, tight game. He hits the target, go one nil up. He's been outstanding this season. So is Elmiz, and like we said, great to see Elmiz get his goal. Happy again, made some big blocks and beckles, and Happy seems to have a great understanding. And I think we were saying beforehand, when Happy is alongside someone experienced like he was with Colson when he was so good in that National League season, he's got beckles next to him now, that experienced centre-back. That partnership looks like a really solid League Two partnership now, which is, which is great to see. And for me, you know what a job Rishi Wellens is doing. It's a remarkable stat: nine wins from ten, breaking League Two records. Only losing for three minutes a season. And I have to say, what a turnaround from what we were seeing. You know, February, March. No Orient fan could have foresaw the change that we're going to see. So, it's one very happy Orient fan sitting here this evening. You, Matt, what are you thinking, John? Yeah, no, it's it's brilliant, and but you, we, I think we could all see towards the end of last season what he was trying to do. Um, he was trying to build, 
and he looked at, to be fair to him, he looked at all the players from last season. He gave them game time, which he got stick for at Oldham and places like that towards the end. But as he said in the interview the other week, it was the the right thing to do. And I think I thought, sort of felt we were going to do good as soon as we saw that we'd only let three or four players go. I was like continuity, continuity, and adding a few few bits of quality to it. You've got a squad that's been playing for, with each other for a year plus other than the new ones and that's only a bonus because in League 2 as we see all the time the turnover of players is massive so um, and also the, the players are buying into each, into what he's doing as well you know and the fans like you think back to last season where we could be going up against teams who were sitting back and we're nil-nil and the crowd starts getting restless that's not happening this year the crowd sticking with the team because they're comf- they know that they'll unpick the- pick a defence even if they're making it hard for us and that is- that's a big difference yeah good point well made so two very happy Orient fans here this evening those were our views again a huge amount of feedback after this match came into our social media accounts and again we try and read them out as many as possible and just because we read them doesn't mean we agree with them Wallen Conway was the first to get his tweet in at full time said we are the real deal this season. I love that. <laughs> oh, absolutely. At Boats here, another big, big win in what could be an amazing season. Really love this group and the job which he is doing. Absolutely amazing result, performance and a really tough place to go. Unbeaten run continues and I'm loving it. Nice sweet there from Ben. JB Foreman 2 says, Clean sheet when both our first choice fullbacks are out injured. Really great win. I think, yeah, it's a great point. We haven't, because there was not much highlights and they don't get involved as much, Jaden Sweeney at left-back has been fantastic for the yeah. last three games since he's come in, since Rob Hunt's been injured. Jordan Brown, who has been like almost a super sub in central midfield, filled in the last two games at right-back, um, or some of it at right-back, played right-back for the full 90 yesterday. He's been fantastic. And again, you know, it's having that depth of squad. Sweeney's come in. Brown's come in and replacing two big players and they've both been fantastic. Yeah, Sweeney I've always liked and I'm really glad that he's getting a, he's got an opportunity. Obviously at Rob Hunt's um, expense, which is unfortunate, but horrible to say, but we haven't missed him. We haven't really noticed. Sweeney's done a fantastic job and Brown as well. He's so versatile, like we said earlier, like play, having players who can play in those positions and do a job is massive. Yeah, it'd be interesting now to see what happens when Rob Hunt is available again, because Sweeney's been so good, you almost feel that the way which he manages his team is to go, right, yeah. Rob, you need to get back into this team now. It's Jaden's shirt to lose again, as opposed to Jay, to Rob coming back and just taking the shirt. I, 100% think, on I his, don't think he'll do that. On his performances, you can't, he, he can't pull him out of the team. Yeah, He absolutely. can't pull him out of the team. As it stands, yeah. And so Rob's going to have to fight his way back in, which can, can only be good, because he's just going to, like we said earlier, it's going to push you, they're pushing each other. Yeah, certainly, yeah. they certainly are. Yeah, it's at, at SR Barber, what, 1986. Love this team. Amazing at game management. We did a proper job on them today. So many times we've watched teams play like this in previous seasons and got promoted. Hopefully this can continue. Also, must say, another terrible referee in League 2. Way too busy. Hashtag top of the league. Certainly are. The occasional one tweeted us and said, this is getting silly now. I've actually forgotten how to moan any <laughs> moan anymore. A lovely tweet there. <laughs> yeah, at Rob McCaff. Every time you think we're threatening a bad performance, it transpires to be some kind of Wellens rope or dope. Thought we soaked their initial flurry up nicely, and once we got the midfield in mo- involved, moved it forward really well. That felt very big. Yeah, big win there. Always big to beat the team when you're top in second place to 
get that gap going. Orient yep. underscore Ed, who always predicts a defeat and sits in front of us, was a happy man. Said, well, 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 it continues. Not a game that will live long in the memory in terms of entertainment, but two good strikes made the difference. Defence was amazing again with another good game from Jaden, but well done to all the lads. Proper team performance. Yeah, at Tommy Atkinson 6, a huge win. Dan Happy, man of the match. Great team performance to keep them out early and then make space and took our chances now a long journey home. Yeah, I hope you got home safe yeah. and sound. Tommy Dex Duda said so so good. Poor start, but we managed to get through it and then dominate the second half. Smith is electric and happy and Sweeney were brilliant. Archibald did so well to keep his call. Cool. Yeah, just like we said earlier, I think um he's gonna he's I think he's learning to do that. Yes. Now because it's happening in quite a few games. I know <laughs> yeah. he's got a bit of a temper, but I think he's learning control to control himself better now. It's good to see Theo Archibald on the train home yesterday. I don't know if you saw it. Yeah, I did see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So well done, Theo, yeah. getting involved with the fans. Yeah, good stuff. At Leighton Lariti, so impressed with the depth of this LOFC squad. Sweeney is a credit to the academy. Brown slotting in seamlessly at right back. Nervy first 20 minutes against Barrow, but it was but the quality shone through in the end. Just got to watch for all those yellow cards. Yeah, we have got to watch the yellow cards. Again, Prattley got booked. I think Archibald gets booked. I think there's a few few bookings there. I think that's the only negative that you can take from yesterday. I think that can happen though when you're playing a pressing game. Yeah, of course. Because you're, 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 you're making more tackles. So inevitably you're going to get more yellow cards. Yeah, I think it's the one. I think Brown got booked for like kicking the ball away. I think Yeah, little stupid and, ones, yeah. But yeah, absolutely. TXT Rev said that's a very tough place to go to get anything. Well done, Richie and the boys. No easy games in League 2 and fasten your seatbelts and check your blood pressure. <laughs> Ready for October. Yeah. At Orient Fan underscore one double eight. This team is special. Happy is our best centre-back. Didn't think I'd be saying that before the start of the season. El Miz is superb, as is Prattley. Smith, Monker and Archibald, all superb players. Only thing I'm not sure about is who our main striker should be. Yeah, well, we'll leave that to Richie Wellens, who's doing a good job of it yeah. at the moment. Kid Sam to know, said Richie's post-match interview was top-notch again, even-handed with praise included for the good opposition and acknowledgement of when we didn't meet expectations. The comments describing our game planning intricacies are a joy. Shows how meticulously we are preparing for each match. Yeah, good point there. Yeah, at Ben Whitlock 13, other teams are waiting for the wheels to fall off our bus. We've got first choice since uh, fullbacks not available, and our main striker from last season is still on the bench. Yet we still win away against second in the table. Not getting carried away, but we do have strength and depth. Yeah, good point there. David Landau, 17, said, Who else apart from me has already looked at the league table more than once since this game has finished? What a sight. Yeah, at Molly Folly 2019, best performance this season is the only game we haven't won, and that's football. We were outplayed in the first 25 minutes, but we worked it out. And once we scored, we were in complete control and looked a class outfit. Richie Wellens is tactically superb and uses quality subs. It's looking good. Yeah, Sunshine LOFC said the first half was a bit of a smash and grab, with the second half being a far more open game and excellent three points. And a mention for Jordan Brown, who had a very good game at right back and a very good team performance. Yeah, at Mort Jig. No more games left in September, so Richie will get manager of the month again. That's 900 minutes of league football where we've been, and we've only been losing three of them. Simply outstanding. Yeah, great point there. MS Orient's a great result versus a very good Barrow side. The team on the whole worked excellently well together. Jordan Brown, take a bow, son. You were outstanding. This is some squad with great togetherness, top of the league after 10 games. 
and looking like we are in control. It's a good point about the togetherness. I think Moncur was interviewed after the game yeah. as well and said like he's he's obviously been in a lot of squads, so he's never been in a squad like this in terms of like the togetherness. So to hear someone like George Moncur, who's experienced, gone through several promotions, just goes to show kind of how tight unit. Yeah, is. and I think part of that's we haven't got egos in the team, from what I can see. Everyone seems down to earth, grounded. I think Wellens help make sure they're like yeah. that as well as the type of player he wants. He doesn't want any sort of big egos in the dressing room. And it, it sort of more like everyone's equal. Yeah, I think that's a massive part of it, to be honest. Yeah, absolutely. Good point. Yeah, at Masters underscore James D. Great win again. Great win against the new informed team. We're told we've not beaten any good teams yet. Then we get told we've only had a couple of chances. Then there's the oh they something cast yeah. <laughs> Somehow, something housed us. Couldn't care less. Results speak for themselves. I actually don't think we've even clicked yet. Yeah, good tweet there from yeah. James. Yeah, Kevin Cowlin said that was a thoroughly professional performance. Our league placing and record is no fluke. 1-11 to 11 plus the subs were immense throughout. I'm so impressed with Richie Wellens' passion, clarity and attention to detail. This is a promotion squad. By the way, we're all the Ling haters now. I've got to say that's a good point. When we win, no one goes... Well done, Martin Link. It's yeah. always well done, Richie. Occasionally, when we lose, it's not what were you doing, Richie. It's why why is Martin Link here? So it's good to see Link getting some praise when winning because that he goes under the radar yeah, a fair he, bit. Yeah, you have to give credit where credit's yeah, due. I mean, absolutely. as we were talking earlier, like January was a disaster. This summer's been brilliant. Like, they haven't got a thing wrong. So you have to give credit where credit's due, and I think yeah, he does deserve the praise. As well as Richie. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Good point. At Bogs Dollocks 1, another good, very good performance from the O's under Richie. We play with so much more belief and professionalism, fitness and tactics seem to be spot on as well. This is a very good time to support the O's. Enjoy. Yeah. You don't mind with the pronunciation of that. If, there was, if you were going to slip up this evening, it would have been on that one. <laughs> so well done. John Orient Boy said 23 points clear of the relegation zone. Well, we should stay up then this year. But seriously... This group of coaches, players and Richie are proving to be just awesome and every time I expect a hiccup, they produce the goods again. The outstanding League 2 record breakers. Yeah. Uh, at Strongo43, toss up between Brady and Richie for Division's Manager of the Month for September. Both four wins. Northampton better goal difference, but we had four clean sheets and our top. Vic surely now the division player of the month with no goal conceded. Oh, good point there. Yeah, we will yeah. see. Thanks for your tweet there, Martin. The final word uh, for Barrow goes to Parksy1881, who tweeted us to say, what is there to say? We're good. Very good. We have a potentially excellent team and a once-in-a-generation season beckons. Every we haven't played a decent team yet comment has led up to us continuing this form and winning the next game, one game at a time. I've got to say, this has got to be the first podcast... Well, I haven't heard a single moan from my fans. <laughs> nice. Uh, it's a, it is nice. It's lovely. And uh, let's keep it up now. <laughs> yeah, fingers crossed we do. So those were all tweets like we say every week. Those were all tweets that came into us at Orient Outlook. So if, let us know if you agree or disagree with any of those that we read out. You can do it various ways. You can tweet us by at in us at Orient Outlook or you can email us at orientoutlook@outlook.com. we're on Facebook at Orient Outlook Podcast and we are on Instagram under Orient underscore Outlook underscore Podcast so John I'll let you do the Carol Langley Flores Prediction League update yeah so at Lenin4 at Alex LOFC at Solomon Jimmy at Alexander Rose 1 
at David Barrett 6, at Charlie Paul, at Fulbrook underscore L, at Lizzie Moore underscore Ian, at East London Exile, at Orient Liam, who went 2 0 and get three points. Yeah, they've done well there. Charlie 869-03648 at Bogsdollocks 1 and Ben Whitlock 13 all went 2-0 and a score has got four points. No one took the maximum five, but that means that the top of the prediction league is as follows. Yeah, so 13 points at David Landy 19 and at that Toro's fan. And 12 points is at Len M4 and at Orientis. And then 11 points is at David Rose 88. Thanks for all of your predictions. Yeah, lovely stuff. So let's move on into today as we record Sunday, the 26th of September. We like to take this opportunity to wish all those celebrating Rosh Hashanah a happy, healthy, sweet and peaceful New Year. Hope everyone's having a good one who celebrates it. Yeah, and the ladies were in action in the league and were involved in a blinder as they came from 2-0 down and then 3-2 down to record a 4-3 win over Forest Crusaders with goals from Feldman and two from Elmida and a winner coming from Worldsfold. Well done, ladies. Yeah, well done, ladies. What a week. Ladies, ladies won, the under-18s won, the first team won two games, a spectacular week. So at 49 minutes and 13 seconds, let's wrap up this bad boy fantasy football update. There's been no fantasy football this week, so Chris Wagstaff is still top of the Orient Outlook Prediction Fantasy Football League. He's got 498 points, had a Lewis Fear in second place, who's one point behind him, so all to play for at this moment in time. I'm in 192nd place out of 355 players, but like we say every week, it's a marathon, not a sprint. So we'll see what happens. So time for positives and negatives of the week. John, I'll let you do the positives because there's so many to talk. I mean, there could be a lot more. We've it could be, yeah. Three, it could be all night, I think, wouldn't Yeah, it? we absolutely would. <laughs> so positive, two wins in a week. The league table, top, and no defeats and the goal difference, which is great. Amazing so far. Yeah. And also, Jaden Wareham with his double versus Sutton. Yeah. What a great start for him. Great start to his Orient career. Yeah, fantastic. I say, you know, could have been a lot more positives. We'll keep it at three negatives. Few on the injury list like Tom James, Stephen Duke McKenna, Adam Thompson still out. I think Ant Georgiou is out now for about four weeks, although yeah. he can't even get in the squad uh, at the moment. So we are missing a few injuries, but at the moment the depth and the squad are seeing us through. So hopefully that lasts. Only the next negative, only two today, is the yellow cards that we've talked about. At some point, players will start hitting five and then starting to miss uh, a game or two and obviously you always want to play your strongest 11 and not you losing through suspension so two negatives from us yeah. but many many positives could have been lots more like we said yeah definitely yeah so uh, the Carol Langley Flores Hero of the Week we took this one to Twitter and nominated the following players Idris El Mazuzi keeps on getting better and scored his first goal for the O's yeah Paul Smith I mean a goal on Saturday like we've said I mean we've been raving about him all season having, having an absolutely phenomenal season yeah, and then Jaden Sweeney played both games this week and two wins, one clean sheet, making a big shout to be the first choice left back. Yeah, he certainly is. And the last nominee was Jaden Wareham for his double against Sutton on Tuesday. Obviously, this is hero of the week. So even though he didn't play yesterday, we still thought he was worthy of a nomination for, like we said, his double against Sutton. We had 249 votes in this one in 24 hours. Jaden Sweeney finished in second place again on 33%. But the winner... With 53% of the vote is... Eldris Ilmazuni. Yes, well done, Eldris Ilmazuni. Seems like he's loving life. Again, I don't know if you saw the video at full time that the club put up. But again, he goes into the fans, having his photo taken. Everyone's chanting like his song. 
amazing. It's just that's the whole part of it. Like getting the fans involved and having that connection with the with the players and the fans together is massive. And we haven't always had that, Orient. Um, not for a little while. And I think now you can really see that everyone's growing together. So um, that's a huge part of it. And uh, I think he's, he's absolutely great and it's well deserved. I think that the only thing is we might be running out of Twitter spaces to fit like all the options the way we're going. Well, you can only do four. Yeah. I think we say it a few <laughs> times, you know, if we could do six or seven, it'd be amazing. But as it stands, only four. So come on Twitter, pull your fingers out. But well done to Idris. So next week's fixtures, just the one coming up for the O's this week as we take on Newport County at home on Saturday, the 1st of October. So Newport currently 18th in League Two. They drew one all at home to Carlisle United at the weekend. They didn't win a game in September. And their last five league games, they've won one, drawn three, and lost one. So I've seen a lot of people go, oh, it's Newport, we'll roll them over. Hopefully we do. But I think it'll be a tough game. I think more teams are going to come to Brisbane Road now and go, right, 11 behind the ball. We know what they're capable of. Try and break us down. I think they'll frustrate us. But hopefully we'll have too much in the tank for them, I think. Yeah, I think it could be a tricky one, this one, because their pitch is never that great. Um, I don't know whether they still play rugby on it but whenever I've been there it's, it's always full of sand and I think it's meant to rain quite a bit in the week so it could it could play quite a big part in our game it's at our place oh it's at ours I'd be great then we'll win comfortably <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first we'll win comfortably so fingers crossed in so sponsorship reminded in don't forget if you're thinking of moving home keep it in your own family save yourself a few quid by using town and country Harlow you can call them on 01279 or 07528471497 or go and give them a look up on Twitter at TNC Harlow or Charlie underscore Paul. I think, John, it's only fair to give a shout-out to Carol Langley again as a sponsorship reminder. So take it away. Give yourself a plug. Yeah, thanks, guys. Um, really proud to be sponsoring the uh, podcast this year. Um, as I said before, if you've got any events coming up, weddings, any birthday events or you just want to send a simple bunch of flowers to someone to say thank you, um, give us a call on 0208 529 or you can get us on Twitter at Essex Beers on mine or at Carol Langley 4 or on Instagram and Facebook at Carol Langley Florist and we'll be happy to help and don't forget you get that great 15% off that we're giving to all Orient fans and staff. So t- take it up. Great stuff. Lovely shout out. So that is it. Thank you for joining us for episode 294. So it's been another incredible week to be an O's fan as we've seen another two wins this week as the Orient Express has rolled on with this team becoming League 2 record breakers for the best ever start to a season by taking 28 points from their first 10 games. No doubt Richie and the team are all doing a great job. So all we can do as fans is get behind the team and enjoy it. And hopefully we'll be talking about another big performance against Newport in next week's podcast yeah and if you're listening on iTunes please subscribe and give our podcast a 5 star rating and review on whatever platform you get your podcast from if you're listening on SoundCloud Spotify TuneIn or Stitcher add us to your favourites and that way you'll have all the podcasts available as soon as we upload them yeah absolutely you will do we are also on all smart speakers and fan hub which is brilliant so listen to the podcast has got even easier. And if you have a relative, a loved one, or an orange chum, or anyone who you think will like the podcast, grab their phone and download it for them and pass the pod. There's never been a better time to be an Orient fan. I'm sure there's going to be a few of your mates going, oh, Orient are doing well. You can go. They're doing even better with the Orient Outlook podcast. So get this in their ears as well. John, you've been a fantastic guest host. I know how hard it is to be a guest host 
on a podcast. I think you've done really well. Thanks, enjoyed mate. this one? Yeah, I really have. Yeah, yeah. Really enjoyed it. And it's it's nice to be talking positive about so many things about the club. And uh, from top to bottom, I think it's all going great. So long may it continue. Yeah, great certainly stuff. so. So we'll be back with episode 295 next week with all the information and views that you could ever need. So we look forward to hearing from you. And as always, keep calm, stay safe, have a great week and listen to the Orient Outlook podcast. Although before we out this, we normally play out rocking all over the world. However, I'm going to change up a little bit here because Paul's not here and I'm going to play an Oasis track. I think it only falls apt to do it based on the fact that we've got our Tunisian wonder. So like we said, have a great week, keep calm and listen to the Orient Outlook podcast. Up the O's.